And welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you. Brought to you, brought to you, brought to you. By Oh, Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh, Rock. I'm Michael Gray, the head writer of Oh, Rock. And this month, I'm really, really excited to say we have a special guest uh, in this episode. One of the stars of our upcoming visual novel, The Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saves the World. Uh, please welcome Victoria Budkey. Hello, hello everybody. Um, I am Victoria Budkey, and I am gonna be uh, Finley in um, the upcoming Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World, and I am incredibly jazzed about that, and cannot wait to play it myself. If I could interrupt here for a really stupid thing, um, Paul, did Absolutely. you call it the pizza delivery boy who saves the world or saved the world? Oh, no. I probably said the wrong one. That's probably what I did. It's okay. It's okay. What's the actual name of the game? <laughs> the pizza delivery guy who saved the world. Okay. It's not the guy. It's definitely not that. Oh, I know. I... You changed it back from 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 guy to boy, didn't you? There's well, there's <laughs> in the script. There's, there's there's a special joke about that at the end. No spoilers, uh, but it is saved. Okay, anyway, it so saved this the world. Is, okay, we know the name of our our project now. <laughs> Welcome to our incredibly professional podcast <laughs> that we're doing right here. I arrived, which, which and is just immediately started divisions among you two. <laughs> I feel I feel really good about this because we have. Like, an actual person on the podcast, not just <laughs> us two dorks. Uh, Victoria, I'm, so I was, I was looking at your, um, your website earlier today, victoriabudkey.com, is that, yes. is that right? I will yes. admit, I ha- it's been a hot minute since I have updated that thing, so. Okay. So well, that's probably like, exactly how it sounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. definitely spelled exactly how it sounds. It's probably been about eight to nine months since I've really updated that, so there are a few things I should probably update soon but yes i do have that website that's that's fine that's probably more often than i update mine that's okay but i was i was looking at like you're you're a model right you're you're a singer you're an actress it's said that you you play the guitar the ukulele you do something with horses i don't know what but i did see the word horse in there (laughs) or something so like my, my question is what are you doing with us? Like, why are you wasting your time on our podcast right now? I can. So I'll give like a very summarized, like, please, yes, how I am got into what I'm doing and that sort of thing. So, um, as a kid, um, I, uh, started taking voice lessons just because I was kind of bored and like at 11 and 12, like I didn't, I was never a super, super outgoing kid. Um, I wouldn't really call myself like incredibly shy, but I just didn't have like a huge group of friends. So I was like, voice lessons is something that I feel like I could do. So I started doing that. Um, and then around the same time I was like, you know what, I'm going to try horseback riding. And I got into that for a little while, um, got pretty good. Uh, I competed a little bit, um, but I only did it for like a few years before the barn that I was at just didn't have enough 
it, it wasn't making enough money, and they unfortunately just had to close everything down and sell all the horses. And I got incredibly bitter about that, and I was like, I'm never riding a horse again. And then I just had nothing to do with my time, so on a whim, I auditioned for some local theater. I was like only 14 or so at the time, um, and it was You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I landed the role of Linus, and it was so much fun, and it, it kind of like sparked this love in me for... Um, acting as a whole. And so I did theater and I uh, did a few filmmaking classes through high school. And I think it was probably between the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school, I decided this is what I wanted to go to college for. So after I uh, graduated, I actually took a gap year and I traveled a little bit, went to LA for a little while. I don't really like it out there, unfortunately. So I came back home, went to film school, and then immediately just started getting all the work that I can. So I um, I work um, not as often as I'd like, obviously. Um, it's a weird sort of business. Um, but I just get anything that I can, you know, take um, as far as scheduling allows. And so I've worked on a lot of productions that have been here in Charleston. I go back and forth to Charlotte, North Carolina, or Savannah, Georgia. I've been going back and forth to Atlanta a lot this year, working on a pretty big project that I actually can't talk about. I had to sign oh, an fun. NDA. Oh, those um, are the best kinds of projects. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, Savannah, Georgia was actually um, where I uh, worked on Baywatch, which is the one that you have had the most interest in. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um, I promised that I would uh, tell you about my interactions with The Rock, so I'm going to try to make it as exciting as I possibly can. Awesome. Um, yes, take blow by blow. Just take me through this. Yeah. I was. You, you don't want to just... say that when you're talking about a wrestler. Like, did he pick her up and throw her across the studio? Oh, <laughs> uh, if uh, if he did the rock bottom, like I will die right here. On the Excuse me, like, is that an actual wrestling move? Yes. Isn't that like the name of a pub or something? Finishing <laughs> movie does the rock bottom in the people's elbow. Does oh he God. like sit on people? <laughs> That's what it sounds the like. Bl- no, it- slaps his butt and goes rock bottom. Woo! <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. So, um. We were, uh, since it was Baywatch, a good majority of the scenes take place on the beach, so I was just doing uh, background work, and I was there on the beach with, like, 35 to 40 other extras that were there, and um, we were all kind of just sitting underneath the pier there on the beach, um, just kind of trying to stay shaded, because it was real hot, and um, next thing I know, around the corner from, like, where the beach dune kind of got big, rocking around the dune was The Rock. And he just came over to all of us and he was like, it's great to be here. So glad. Thanks for for taking your day out to come and and film with us. Hope you're having fun. Make sure you stay hydrated, stuff like that. And he was (laughs) just going down the line and he was shaking hands. And so I got to shake his hand and his hand is very, very big because he is a very big man. (laughs) And I am a very small girl. Oh, I did not realize until this very moment that my life's dream is to have The Rock tell me to stay hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, how's it going? Make sure you stay hydrated. He sounds like he's going through the dad routine (laughs) on the beach. Yeah, but it was cool. It was very nice to to meet him. It was good to see him be um, so friendly and everything with the extras. I've been on productions before where the stars just don't care about you at all, so... 
it was nice that he he had the gesture the the goodwill to just come over and say hey it, it was cool that is just awesome i'm i'm speechless uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so so where else might we have seen you or where else uh could we see you if we wanted to okay um so yeah. um some projects that i've done um i actually going to be on an upcoming episode of Atlanta Homicide, uh, which is a new show that just started, um, I think, on True TV is the network, which is a little bit obscure, but um, I'm in episode nine. I play the reporter, um, so that's going to be coming out soon, which will be cool. Um, I've done a lot of work with um, the Saturday morning family show on CBS called The Inspectors. Um, that filmed just here in Charleston, and I probably did 65 to 70 days of work um, among their four seasons. So you see me a lot. I'm one of the students at the university in the show. Um, I did a small um, video gig with Google, actually. Um, and Google has this, um, they're basically like online lessons uh, for people who want to improve some of their like computer skills. Um, they call them applied digital uh, applied digital skills is how it's listed. So if you Google like applied digital skills, there is a set of video lessons that teach you how to write a research paper from start to finish. And I am your online video teacher. So that was um, a That's lot of awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of recitation. Um, but it turned out really cool. And uh, the uh, Google plant was one of the coolest places I've ever been, to be honest. <laughs> So is this like actually like Google HQ or Google Regional HQ or where, where yeah, was Yeah, it was a regional sound? HQ. Yeah. So here in yeah. Charleston, Google does have a small plant and they do um, probably 60 to 70 percent of all of Google's media is actually developed here in Charleston, which okay. is kind of a weird thing, but it is. And I didn't know that until I got that job, but um, it was a real easy one. Just drive 15 minutes to the super cool Google plant and record on camera for like seven hours at a time and then go home and do it again the next day that's that's so interesting to me like i i wouldn't have thought there'd be so much acting work in in the area there right like i would i i, I my and i don't know anything about the film industry I, literally nothing but um i would just I, most of the work is like in la new york city those kind of areas right i'm, I'm I, I think that's really cool that you're able to find so much right around there in an yeah. area that i assume you actually like living in I do, yeah. Uh, Charleston's always going to be my home, yeah. even if I were to move away. There, There's some good things and bad things about the um, film, I guess, uh, industry over here. So when you go to L.A., like, obviously you're going to have anywhere from 200 to 300 projects happening simultaneously in the L.A. area, but your concentration of actors is, always, is also so much higher. Sure. Um, so you're pool of people is just so massive. Um, and then in New York, there New York is still primarily for like professional theater and a lot of like episodic kind of stuff. Commercial work is a lot in um, New York. Um, so but they've been bringing things to the southeast for two reasons. One, it's easier to um, slough through 200 auditions from actors in the southeast than it is to slough through 2000 from LA for a role. And um, tax incentives are actually a big reason why a lot of productions have been coming to the southeast. States like South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and even Florida have um, set up some really nice tax incentives for uh, production companies that come to the area. So it's a nice little write-off at the end of the year. 
Mm, I'll have to take a look at that. I only know about <laughs> um, my state's tax incentives because I was actually a tax preparer, which I kind of did for fun. Um, I don't think I'm going to get paid for it. But... For fun, you say? Yeah, was that fun? <laughs> oh, it was more fun than a barrel of monkeys, really. Um, no. <laughs> it, I guess it, it was probably more fun than the pizza delivery job, uh, just based on playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was going to say it's like because I uh, recently tried submitting my resume to the the Nancy Drew people because I figured wow now that I'm like a legit writer I, I've written so many things they they might actually accept me and oh man they sent it back unopened ah oh. tragedy what maybe if you were to write Midnight in Salem we would like see it <laughs> soon. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it would be nice if somebody did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the only thing I even know about Midnight in Salem is just from bugging Michael about it on the podcast, whether it's out yet. And so it's basically become a big meme yeah. within the Nancy yeah. Drew community at this point. Uh. What's your favorite Nancy Drew game? I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Oh, okay. Um, my favorite yeah. is uh, Secret of... Uh, actually, yeah, Secret of Shadow Ranch is the Ooh. one I always go back to. Ooh. <laughs> really? May I direct you to my Everything Wrong with Secret of Shadow Ranch video? <laughs> I have seen it. I the have seen it. The game is nothing them. but chores. I love it, though, and I think mostly, I have to admit, I think most of it is nostalgia and also Shorty's yodeling. You cannot get better than that. <laughs> that was actually great. <laughs> I wish Shorty had been the return culprit in the game where they have a return culprit. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Because they got Shorty's voice actor um, to uh, for to play the return culprit, which is weird because he did not play the original culprit. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I'm trying to do this without giving spoilers. Paul has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. No, I have no idea, but it's okay because I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> okay, so Paul, you know the game that we made, Francie Drew and yes. the, the, the I've... shady midnight phone caller? I've heard of it, yes. So the culprit... <laughs> So the culprit in the original Nancy Drew game was Wayne Dowers, or Dwayne Powers, the, you know, the crazy script guy. Yeah. yeah, so they brought him back to be the culprit in Nancy Drew number 20, which was cute. It was probably the only good thing about that game. Yeah, I, I, I could accept the argument that game is worse than Secret of Shadow Ranch. I <sighs> yeah, I, I know that, I, like I said, I know a lot of my love for Shadow Ranch comes from my nostalgia, because it was the first game that really hooked me on the series, but every time I play it, I'm just like, dang, I'm having so much fun. We could start a cage fight about this game, but I, I don't know, I can't remember anything <laughs> about the game besides just vegetable picking. And that was it. If you've seen my speedrun for the game, it's honestly, the speedrun is like 40 to 50 minutes of just chores, believe it or not. Yeah. So trying to speedrun the game is just a nightmare because it's uh, the first day you have to do like all four chores in order to, to uh, leave the ranch. Like you have to do Texas horse quiz. You have to make the horse food. You have to pick the vegetables. You have to find all the firewood and chop it. And those chores end up taking like 20 to 25 minutes. And then the rest of the day is just like five minutes. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, but there's no way to skip any of the chores, and I think maybe that's why the game has somewhat of a bad taste in my mouth, is if, if you're speedrunning it, you're stuck doing chores. And, <laughs> and maybe that's another reason I do like it, is because speedrunning is not my not my favorite thing. I've tried to do that a few times, and I'm just like, oh, but I'm missing all the dialogue that I really like. 
Yeah, I think uh, with Shadow Ranch, there's the optional... Um, there's, like, two optional things in that game, too. Have you seen, like, the bead sorting puzzle at Miriazzi's? Yeah, and I know that doing the uh, purse puzzle is also optional. It is? Okay, yeah, because I somehow manage to skip it every time I play, and I, I, I don't mean to. Yeah, I think it's like if you know the flowers for the flower box near the end of the game, then it's not like Nancy has to actually know those things as long as you do. Mm-hmm, yeah. I do like the music for that game. The music's good. Michael's just so happy right now that he has someone to talk about Nancy Drew with, <laughs> because whenever it comes up normally in the podcast, it's just, he talks for two minutes, and then I'm like, yep, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We're getting- yeah, exactly. <laughs> to kind of segue, if if I may, just yes. like while I'm thinking oh, about it, um, I have to say, though, that um, when I played Francie Drew and Friends, which I did on my Twitch channel blindly, and it was so much fun. I have to say that all of the references to Stay Tuned for Danger made me laugh pretty hard, and I appreciated all of that because, for me, somebody who's been playing the Nancy Drew series for years and years and years, it was so great to, like, see all the little, like, jokes or, like, weird lines somehow, like, fit themselves into the Francie Drew. It was really good. (laughs) Excuse me, taxi, where can I take you today? (laughs) Yeah. I remember I'm glad somebody appreciated that oh. out of the two people that bought the game. <laughs> Half of them well, liked it. It's at it. least like 10. Oh, okay. That's better. That's better. What, was The Rock one of them? Oh, before getting, uh, I guess we've already gotten too sidetracked, but I, we just uh, sold our very first copy of Trapped in a Soap Opera by itself last week. Because <laughs> we sell the games as a bundle on Steam, and that's where the vast, vast majority of our sales come from. But we also sold them individually on Itch.io, and the very first purchase of Trapped in a Soap Opera, Woo-hoo! which I think actually you um, you helped us with. Am I? Is that correct? I, I did. did yeah, I was able yeah. to beta test that for you guys, so that was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank good. You. I'm, I'm glad. Or I I hope you liked it. I don't know how much how interesting the game is to somebody who's never seen soap operas because i well okay here's a fun fact quick fact i have seen soap operas i'm not really proud to admit that fact but um when i was young but we had a tendency to um like let the tv like stay on during the day and um i was homeschooled um because my dad was in the air force um so we were homeschooled, and I remember there'd be times where I would, like, go downstairs, and I would be like, what in the world is going on? So I've seen I've seen a few uh, little tidbits of soap operas here and there, and uh, Trapped in a Soap Opera is pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, I'd say. I'm glad. Uh, I think the one joke I put that nobody gets, or at least I never see in any soap opera parodies, was the, the cast member who is, like, 80 years old and has been on the soap opera since the <laughs> 1960s. Yeah. It's like, you never see those in um, soap opera parodies, so I, I wanted to put that in there. Yeah, so, so Victoria, you've, you've done a few things with Rock Studios now. You've, as we talked about briefly, you did Pizza Boy, you, you tested uh, Trapped in a Soap Opera... Um, how did you find out about us or, or did you, yeah, how how did you end up here? So I'll be honest. I don't remember all of the exact like 
sequence of events, but I do know sure, that sure. I have been, uh, Michael, I've been watching your channel for years now, um, being a Nancy Drew fan. I just, you know, kind of stumbled upon your videos and I've been watching those for a while. Um, Yay. and then life got kind of busy with college and stuff like that. I wasn't on YouTube as much. And, you know, in the past three, three-ish years, I've kind of been getting back into like, um, playing video games when I can and, and watching YouTube when I have the free time and things like that, trying to stay up. And so I kind of got back up into your videos and I saw actually through a fellow Nancy Drew streamer, um, she had mentioned about Cat President that was coming out that, um, Argofump had, you know, written for. And I was like, what is this? So I like started on Twitter and I, I all of those things. And I was like, okay, this game sounds really fun. I actually found out about this, like probably like a, a week after the game actually released. So I found out about you guys through that, and um, I ended up uh, buying Cat President at that point. Um, and then a few months later, I was like, I'm going to jump into this on my own Twitch channel. So I started um, streaming it, um, and people were very amused by the game, as was I. Um, a lot of my reactions you see right there. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to start um, following... Um, Paul, because his, you know, his name was attached to it and O'Rock Studios at that point. And so I just kind of kept watching. Um, and then I think it was like last spring, um, either Paul or it was through the O'Rock Twitter account posted about the casting call yes. for Pizza Boy. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get it, but I'll email him. <laughs> and so I did. And you emailed me back in like an hour and you were like, yeah do you want to be this role? And here's a bunch of pictures you could send me. And I was like, oh, okay. I was really excited because you were, I believe, the only person with actual modeling experience <laughs> who got in touch with us. No, but really, like, it sounds like I'm, I'm just making a joke about it, but I was so excited when, when your, your pictures came in. I was like, there's a real difference between the pictures that you took and, for example, the pictures that I took. It was very clear that you actually you really knew what you were doing. Like, <laughs> you were conveying a very specific emotion with each picture and it really came across really well to be fair oh. though you gave me very descriptive poses <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was like uh is annoyed at too much pizza or whatever it was and i was like got it <laughs> and i would pose and my best friend Do we would have snap the original list of those things too <laughs> i'll find it yeah yeah okay, but it was like very it was like a little annoyed Slightly I wrote that more annoyed. list, actually. Very Paul annoyed. had nothing to do with it, so... <laughs> yeah, all right, here's, here, here are a few examples. Okay. Uh, blank look, smiling, uh, in quotes, haha, just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apologetic, oops, I messed up, didn't I? Uh, serious, really, really serious. Uh, <laughs> annoyed at Doug for making bad jokes. <laughs> uh, a little annoyed with herself for ordering pizza all the time yeah. instead of cooking. That yeah. one. <laughs> Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, that's, oh no, Paul, we've got to make sure that that pose goes with that particular line in the script. Yeah. Because uh. Uh, what Paul's been doing is he's been sending me the um, various, uh, well, he's been sending me the game chapter by chapter, and then every time he sends me a chapter, I send him back to say, no, 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 you need this picture for that. <laughs> Yeah, he never likes the poses I pick out. Aww. Yeah, so for example, I'm like, no, 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 like, this is a line where she's supposed to be super duper serious, when I, I, I don't want to give spoilers, but uh, I mean, that was the t line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she has to be super duper serious. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, please, no spoilers. She, she, uh, yeah, Victoria I haven't played, hasn't played it the game yet. She hasn't seen the script. She knows, she only knows what we, like, what we've said about it. So, yeah, no, and, no and the poses that I sent, that's like all the context that I have because <laughs> yes. when I play it, I want to be like super, like, surprised plot twists and all. <laughs> Yeah, you you so you had mentioned um, earlier. I think that you actually have you mentioned yet that you uh, you stream on Twitch too, right? You play games. You mentioned and, and that. Do yeah. I do yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you planning to stream uh, Pizza Boy when it comes out? Absolutely. Yes. 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 And I'll make a big hoopla <laughs> awesome. about it on Twitter, so you'll know. Awesome. Um, where can uh, we find you on Twitch? So I am Twitch.tv/vbudkey, um, and that's. Like it sounds, not to copy, but um, just the letter V and then bud, like a flower bud, and then key, like you open a door with. So V, bud, key. And I um, I think I saw that you have a pretty big stream coming up in a couple of weeks. Is that correct? I do, yeah. So um, I just hit uh, 500 followers on Twitch, which awesome. uh, is a big deal to me considering that I don't really stream full time. Um, and I promised my viewers a while back that when I hit... 500 that I would plan a 12-hour stream, so I'm doing that oh in a couple Fridays, that's, and I'm going to have to definitely get to bed early and power through. Lots of coffee, lots of candy, whatever I have to do. I I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and I used to write for this website called uh, Game Cola, and we once did a, uh, it was for our the website's 10th anniversary, we did a 10-hour live stream, but like, we had different people scheduled for every hour. I think there was one person that was there for everyone, and I think he might have taken a nap at one point Aww. during it. But like, yeah, like nothing like that. No, nothing like. Oh my gosh, I I can't even imagine. I hope you're ready for this. I'm gonna try to prepare. I've like set out like an itinerary with like specific blocks of time where I'm like, stop what you're doing and go eat some food. Kind of blocks of awesome. time. <laughs> So I think uh, you should have uh, the the Twitch followers uh, vote on uh, what you like, what pizza you get, or <laughs> I'm gonna order a pizza, guys. What yes. are we getting? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm gonna deliver the pizza. <laughs> oh, Perfect God. segue into me playing Pizza Boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, I forgot. Um, I'm also gonna be involved in Internet Court coming up, so that'll be fun. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I. Um, I played one of the characters. Um, it was very fun. Uh, there was a lot of, um, very, uh, it's, it's like, she's a very, like, distinguished kind of character, like a knows more than you kind of girl. And, uh, she was a lot of fun, a uh, little bit of snark, um, and everything. So I'm really excited to see that kind of come together too. I noticed you'd been tweeting out a couple, uh, like screen caps, which made me excited as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Like I've, I've been working on I'm I'm only on case one so far right we have um there's four cases in the game I've been coding and editing and all that I've been doing the first case for for several months now and I've gotten like so used to staring at the game that I didn't realize it was going to cause such an uproar when I scared a screenshot <laughs> one day I was shocked like I shared a, a dumb joke screenshot where I just had some like placeholder stuff on there and then it got a lot more likes and retweets than I am accustomed to that was <laughs> but yeah. So so getting back to uh, to Pizza Boy for a few minutes, I wanted to, to talk a little about um, your your process for for taking the pictures for your character. Like, okay. How how did how did it do? How did you do that? Did you have like a tripod set up? Did you have a someone there to to work with you? Yeah. Or so what was, yeah. I w- when after I had gotten the email from you, I think I had gotten your email in the evening, 
and I called my best friend and I was like, I might be in a video game, so I need to take a bunch of pictures, will you help me? And she was like, yeah, okay. So the next day I like printed up your email with all of the stuff, like all the poses on it. And I went over to pick her up, and then we went to, like, a park. So all of those pictures were actually taken outside um, so that I didn't have to, like, set up lights and stuff. I just used the natural sunlight. Um, And I stood against the side of a dugout in one of our, like, local Little League baseball diamonds. (laughs) So that background is just, like, the side of the dugout building. And um, she would uh, read the next one, like, the next pose, And I would try a few, and she would tell me if it looked like, if it wasn't animated enough, if it was maybe too animated. So having her there was really, really helpful to me to make sure that I was not copying any of my poses by accident, um, since some of them are, like, really close. Um, So I didn't want to give you a whole bunch of the same picture, you know. Um, So having her there was really helpful, and then we kind of, she took, like, probably three to five for each pose and then we went back and kind of deleted the ones that we didn't really like and then I just bundled them all together and sent them off to you. Uh, So the whole thing took a few hours um, but it was a lot of fun and uh, like I said um, all of the very descriptive poses were really fun because I was like how am I supposed to look annoyed (laughs) at pizza (laughs) <laughs> so it was like a little bit of like an, an a, a real life improv acting exercise, you know. Uh, there was a point where she she was like, "Okay, well, let me pretend to be like the the guy at the pizza store that you're calling an order in," and he's like, "Oh, it's you again." And so we just fun little things like that. It, it kept us That's laughing, so um, and I think hopefully we got some really good pictures because of it. I think that's close to what the actual line is. Um, obviously, it's my character, not oh, really? the person <laughs> at the. But is basically, she's like, "How do you have my name memorized?" And I'm like, "You order pizza every day. That's how I know." <laughs> I think is one of his dialogue options, and she's kind of annoyed at herself. She's like, "Oh, yeah, I really shouldn't be doing that." <laughs> I'm kind of like that context. with the uh, Mexican restaurant across the street from uh, where I work. I do have like a nine to five job where I work at a hotel. And there's a Mexican restaurant right across the way. And I love their enchiladas. So there was a time where I was like going there every break from work to the point where I'd walk in and they'd be like, we already know what you're going to order. Just hang on for a second. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I noticed that you're wearing a bracelet in all of your pictures. Was that like on purpose? Or no, like you also actually. Have a ring yeah, it's uh, it was it's just a bracelet that I wear all the time. Um, it's got my nickname on it, which uh, it's Tink. Um, and my best friend's hers says Peter. Um, so we're Peter Pan and Tink. Um, her family's called her Peter since she was very small because um, she has a sense of adventure. And then when we became best friends, she just started calling me Tink, and it stuck. And so we have little matching like friendship bracelets. It's so like kind of dorky but we like it so i just forget to ever take it off because i like wear it all the time so that's where all that's why they're in all the pictures okay that's probably the most adorable thing i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was funny so when um, we've been getting the the tester feedback recently and there was like one or two shots where i had to flip your character art just for one like scene and i got totally called out on it because your your bracelet and your ring had suddenly switched oh, hands oh no people were so 
<laughs> I actually went into the image and photoshopped him back onto the other side of, yeah. 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 <laughs> Gosh. Like, Sorry oh, for making you do be. all that work. No, no, no. It wasn't you. It's because I needed I, I needed your character to be facing a slightly different direction. In It was like literally like one line of dialogue. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. I, I'm sorry. I apologize, too, because I took my pictures before um, the casting call. And so I thought that I was my character is going to be on the right-hand side of the screen talking to somebody on the left-hand side of the screen. So I'm sort of facing to the side in all my pictures. And all the other characters are facing directly straight forward to the camera. <laughs> no, it, it, it works out fine, I think. I know, but it still makes me feel bad. But um, well, you, if you want, you can go back and retake all of them. I don't think I can. Um, <laughs> getting the makeup for that was complicated. Yeah. But um, with that process, um, I basically had the script in front of me and scrolled through the script and said, "Okay, this is probably a pose. This is a pose. This is a pose." But um, yeah, I got like a bazillion pictures from you. So that was there was a lot of pictures. I have so many pictures of Michael on my hard drive right now. It is absurd. you will never have a shortage. If you ever need a picture of Michael, you will have <laughs> one for every occasion. Extremely true. Well, here's the thing: is um, I I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but I don't have somebody who's actually, like, a good photographer in the house with Aww. me. So that's part of the reason why I did, like, five poses for pictures. For like, Give Rosie, like, five years. It'll be fine. <laughs> Mary, Mary can't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was helpful. It was helpful that both of you sent in uh, multiple shots for each expression, because I was able to work many of them, like, still into the script and, and give both characters even more emotion, even more different views than uh, than we would have had otherwise. So it actually worked out pretty well, I think. Uh, and, and by the way, if anyone at home doesn't know this, Michael does play uh, the, the other lead in the game, uh, Doug, uh, default name Doug Rivers, but you can type in your own, whatever name you want. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say, I was worried that half of my pictures would end up blurry, and, you know, I've gone through some of the pictures, and that is in fact the case, and the funny part is, there's always the pictures of me in between pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you used that yeah, for the there's... intro, actually, you thought it was I love that. Yeah, I was just me laughing. <laughs> With your eyes closed, because I thought it was a really good picture. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about about uh, Pizza Boy was, um, Victoria, now that you still know basically nothing about the game, I, I was wondering if you could uh, describe who you think your character is, because I think it'd be kind of interesting to come back to this later, uh, especially for people once once they've got a chance to play the game. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious, who do you, what do you think this character is? Okay, so who do you think she is? just using the information that I've heard from you guys on your Twitters, on previous episodes of the podcast, um, seeing the expressions and, and poses that I was given to take pictures of. I know that there's something definitely, like, secret about her. Like, there's a, there's got to be some sort of secret that either she has or she knows about. Something like that. Um, is what I've gathered. Maybe she, maybe it's it's Doug's secret or something that she knows about. Um, and I know from the trailer that there is some time travel involved. So maybe she knows about that, or she's also from a different time. Maybe something like that. There's there's some sort of mysterious secret around her, and and I'm hmm. not sure what it is. Um, obviously, we know that she uh, loves pizza. 
So I wonder if she actually loves pizza or if she uses that as an excuse to maybe, like, get information or get to know Doug more. That's also a thing that I'm debating about. Um, she seems generally nice. There weren't a ton of, like, mean or angry poses. There were a few. <laughs> um which I'm also curious to know what she gets super angry about, because I know there's a super angry pose. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to see what that yelling will, will be. Um, but yeah, so I, I really don't know a lot about her. Um, I'm curious to see. Um, my, uh, my best friend, actually the one who took all the pictures, was one of the testers for you guys, and she did not give me any spoilers because I was like, please, please, please do not. Um, but she tested for you guys, and she uh, told me that um, uh, my character, Finley, was w incredibly deep, deeper than she anticipated. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see, like, learn more about her and, and figure out who exactly she is and what purpose she even plays in the story. So, Yeah, definitely deeper than, say, the character that only has two poses. True. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking a shot at my character? I no, just no, no, no. The person, the woman <laughs> no. who is shocked and then angry, oh. and then that's oh yeah. <laughs> Don't you play no, Paul, also... the guy in the park who like takes the pizza? You are yeah. pizza thief. <laughs> I play the pizza thief. That's so great. I actually, I called dibs on that as soon as like I didn't even put that in the casting call. I'm like, no, nah, that one's mine. I'm gonna do that one. It's fun, actually. Here's a here's a fun behind the scenes uh, thing. Uh, the costume for that character, his hat. Uh, it's awkward Steve's hat, just backwards. <laughs> it's the same hat. Yeah, my my experience uh, taking my six pictures or whatever, not not quite as interesting. I did use a uh, just a camera sitting on my windowsill and a timer, and that was that, that was about that. That would have worked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it was kind of weird for me playing the game, because um, this isn't a spoiler. There are sound effects in the game. <laughs> Our character yes. yawns, I believe. And I'm like, that's oh, not yeah. what my yawn sounds like. <laughs> that's true. You went for a deep, manly yawn. I'm like, well, I appreciate the compliment, but... <sighs> yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that you call that deep and manly, because I'm pretty sure that was me. <laughs> there are a few... A few of the uh, vocals for... Then, like it, Yeah, like sighs and, and yawns and stuff like that. Um, I I tried to just record that stuff myself if I could. Uh, otherwise, I would get it off of uh, freesound.org where I get all my other sound effects. But yeah, yeah, that that sort of makes uh, Michael's character. Uh, the 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 visuals are him, but the the few voice samples they have are me, which is which is actually uh, when uh, my wife Lizzo was testing the game, she also named him uh, Paul Franzen <laughs> instead of Doug Rivers, which just just made things really confusing <laughs> for everybody. Confusing for everyone involved. I actually yes. have a question for you, Paul, if you don't mind. Oh, please. Absolutely. Um, how do you decide or what resources do you use or pull from to pick and like put in music to your games? Like, for instance, for Cat yeah. President, um, one of the things I really liked about that game was the fact that there was basically never silence. Um, which sometimes, like, I've played games before, um, other, like, small visual novels and, and, and small things like that where they there's be periods where there's not music and to me it's always kind of creepy um so i like the fact that there's pretty much always something going on it, do you have like somebody you know that you that makes the music for you or do you just pull from like online resources like how how do you go about all of that 
Yeah, it's it's the latter. We don't we don't have a a, a music person per se. It's really just um, I have uh, about a half dozen uh, different Creative Commons music websites that I visit, and I and I kind of mix and match from different sites. Um, like uh, a lot of people, I, a lot of video game developers, I was using this site called uh, Incomptech.com uh, by Kevin McLeod. It's basically he any indie game from like. 2012 or so to today like basically he did the sound his music is the soundtrack for that game gotcha. um so i used a lot of his stuff in cat president specifically but um i've been trying to get away from his stuff for the exact same reason like i'll be playing a different game and i'll suddenly hear like the festival theme <laughs> from the beard in the mirror and it just throws me off completely mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah i just I, I have different websites like i i my basic process is i kind of figure out what what sort of tone we're trying to set for the scene. Like, is it a silly scene? Is it an aggressive scene? Um, I try to just sort of, I guess visualize isn't really the, well, I don't know what the audio version of visualize is, but uh, I try to, yes, I try to listenalize. <laughs> like, what, what, what do I feel like I should be hearing when this scene is happening? And I, and then I go and I, keep listening to samples of music until I find something that I, that I think fits it right. It's sometimes it's like two minutes and I find the right song right away. And sometimes it could take like an hour for me to find the the perfect song. Um, and I also just keep uh, a, a notepad document on my computer that if I find a song that I really like, but it doesn't fit the scene that I'm currently working on, I'll bookmark it there with like a couple notes on what the tone of that is. Uh, so I can reference that later. Well, I think it's a, the, at least, you know, from the games of yours that I've played so far, um, you do a very good job at, at layering it in to the point where it's there and it adds to the game without ever being distracting, which I think is a really nice balance. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's something I do, I do tend to spend a lot of time on probably more than I, than I should be. Uh, with, with Cat President, I had so much fun picking um, marches from uh, Philip Sousa, I think the guy's name was, like this, this famous famous composer of like real big band Americana kind of songs. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun uh, just kind of matching them to various scenes in the game. Yeah, it was very like old school America, you know, patriotic yeah. stuff. It puts you in a really good mood for the game. So, Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. So we do, we do have a, a couple of listener questions if we'd like to talk about that for a little bit. Does that sound good to everybody? Sure. All right. So this one... Um, doesn't have anything to do with anything we've been talking about, which which makes it fun. Um, this comes from uh, our super fan Elizabeth Pfeffer on Twitter, and she would like to know what games would you like to see remastered and redone. I like saying Nancy Drew Secret Skin Kill remastered. It's it's been like ten years. I think we need another one. You want to remaster the remaster squared? Yes. <laughs> and I'm the culprit. <laughs> Oh, per- Mr. September. <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked suspicious. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, I would love to see a rehashing. It's not an incredibly old game. It's only about 17 to 18 years old, but I'd love to see um, a remake of the original Paper Mario for oh. Nintendo 64. Um, the game is still playable now, but some of the, like, controls and, um, some of the graphics are starting to look pretty, pretty dated, so I'd love to see that just, even if it was just remastered into, like, an HD, um, maybe the, the music plussed up a little bit, uh, some of the control problems, 
in battle and, and navigating were kind of uh, smoothed over, I think it would be an almost perfect game. That's interesting, because I thought, like, the, in many ways, the second game, uh, the, you know, the GameCube game, yeah. is like a remaster of the first game, to be honest. Which is why, like, Thousand Year Door is actually my favorite GameCube game of all time. Um, and that's why I love it so much, is because it just feels like an improvement. But I do love the story from the first game mm. a whole lot, so I would love to see that again. But I'm the only one that likes Super Paper Mario, aren't I? <laughs> I don't dislike it, yeah. but I'm not really good at platformers, so... Yeah, see, that's what I liked about it so much, was that I don't really like, like, like RPG turn-based combat, so I loved mm -hmm. that all of the combat was basically replaced by a big side-scroller game with a story. I enjoyed that yeah. quite a bit, but... Um, I liked it. I think the, um... I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the story of uh, Super Paper Mario, I, I'm, to be honest. I'm a fan I, of the I think story. They... I, I I don't know I I'm totally forgetting the story now so I don't I just I, there's I Count Black and Luigi is evil for part of it and that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's actually been on my list of uh, games to replay for uh, probably since the first time I played it so <laughs> I hope I get back to it at some point. Um, but on the topic of like remakes remasters, I I was trying to to think of this and. <laughs> This sounds like I'm trolling, but there are, like, a few of the games I'd love to see remade are uh, Turtles in Time and Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo, both of which have received remakes, but, like, I want to see good remakes of them <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a huge jerk. Like, I, it was really sad to me when, when both of those remakes, uh, Secret of Mana just came out, like, this year. Uh, I was very, very sad when those remakes came out because they're... They're just so bad, and it means we're not going to see, like, a decent version of it. Like, Secret of Mana, they completely redid the game from the ground up, which I guess, you know, whatever, that's that's what they do. The They did something so weird with the music where it sounds like they, they put all the notes of each individual song in, like, a paper bag and just kind of pulled them back out at random. They, uh... It just, it makes me so angry whenever I see or hear anything about that game. Like, all, all I would have wanted from that game is... Not better graphics. I think the graphics are great. I would have just loved, like, a, a version with online play and, like, the ability to... when when you, Whenever you cast a spell in the game, it, it, it pauses the game for all of the other players. So while the, while the mage is casting a spell, no one else can do anything. So I would have gotten rid of that, too. But, but no. That seems like such an easy fix, too, in, like, today's video game standards. And they didn't do it in the remake! <laughs> It still pauses the game. Oh. So, I don't know. I just get very very sad with with so many remakes that I don't I don't want I don't I don't want them to remake anything. I'm just going to play everything on the old hardware. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Question made me sad. <laughs> yeah, so uh any any other thoughts anyone have on uh games they want to see redone, remastered? You know, I am just looking at pictures of this Count Black, and I do not remember this character <laughs> at all. It is not a memorable villain. Oh. Oh, he's he's so got some sorry. great dialogue, though. I, I I would say replay it just for his dialogue, because it's pretty brilliant. I think you need to stream it. I, I will, eventually. <laughs> yes. or, awesome. or or definitely Michael could, because especially on YouTube, that would get a ton of traffic through. Oh, I can't do it. I don't have a Wii anymore. Oh. Yeah, actually, I'm very sad because I, I I turned in like all my old video game things to this uh, uh video game store, and they gave me like seven hundred dollars <laughs> of in store credit, 
and they don't have any like Nintendo Switch games. I'm like, what? Huh. It's like, can't you guys order any Switch games? And they're like, no, this is just a used game store. I'm like, what? Well, so you just have to wait for five years until people start selling their old Switch games, and then you can then you can get them. They don't even have any 3DS games either. Not not really. Oh. So sad times for me. Well, um, we did have uh, a second question on Twitter. Um, uh, this one's from. Uh, oh, that's weird. It's from Paul M. Franzen, uh, and he wants to ask everybody. Disneyland or Disney World? Are we going to fight? <laughs> <laughs> we might, depending on what your answer is. <laughs> um, I have been to both. Um, I've never been to California Adventure because when I went to Disneyland, I only had one day um, and I didn't want to rush through Disneyland. But I would say that Walt Disney World Resort in Florida is my favorite place on this entire planet. Yes. And if I could live there... Um, I would, and I would turn one of the bedrooms in the Swiss family treehouse into my room. That is the perfect answer. <laughs> I only even just discovered the Swiss family treehouse the, the last time I was there, my last trip. Like, I didn't... The big imposing tree you never noticed? <laughs> I guess I, like, I knew it was there, but I always just walked by it. Same with, um... Tom Sawyer Island. I still haven't even. I've never made it out there before. I think they actually own. They don't open Tom Sawyer Island all year round. Really? It's um, only like during peak seasons. So like around the holidays and then during the summer. But that's something I love about the park is that there's like always something like either there's something new or there's just something like you missed last time you were there. Like a couple trips ago, I just I discovered um, the Carousel of Progress for the first time a couple of trips ago, and I just super classic. It's the cheesiest goofiest slowest ride in the park probably but i was i was just totally in love with that the music the the sets that everything about it and the, the, yeah, the, the it, old it, school it makes me really happy and i always sing the song along with them yes. kind of loudly in the theater to annoy everybody <laughs> oh. so michael what are your thoughts i've never been to walt disney world um i've been to disneyland um i've never been to tom sawyer island um and they don't have the carousel of progress in disneyland oh. They nerfed you guys. I think you need to make it out to Disney World sometime. I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be like five different buildings or something? It's four different, like, actual parks. That's, that's so confusing because the Magic Kingdom is split up into like five different parks. Well, as the, well. The, the Magic Kingdom is basically like Disneyland. So they're basically the same setup. Um, and then you have like California Adventure, which is basically hollywood studios at uh in orlando and then you just have two other parks too yay you have the giant golf ball one yep. and the the animals attack kingdom <laughs> you got it nailed it <laughs> that's that's perfect <laughs> yes see i know my i know my stuff i've i followed too much of the news and epcot is making me very sad now because they're replacing like everything in the park with more cartoon character rides and yeah I, they're yeah. starting to turn they're starting to call it um not affectionately epcot oh, for like yeah oh, i'm so sad like, their I'm, uh, <laughs> properties my my wife like uh she's she's never been a huge Disney World fan but like one of the two things she really likes in the park was the Ellen DeGeneres dinosaur ride and they ouch that's and it's gone. gone it's gone it's just not there anymore They're replacing it with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing and I guess whatever um so can we just start a new podcast about Disney World because I would be all over that that would be great I would totally be, yes. be all over that because awesome. I might spend too much of my time watching 
video ride-throughs on YouTube and uh, incessantly refreshing the Walt Disney World news blogs. Yes. (laughs) I follow, like, a Walt Disney World News Today Twitter account, and it's just, like, pictures of, here's a new keychain that they're selling in this store in Adventureland. You're like, I never buy this, but I still want to know about it. Yes. Did you hear that though they they might be getting rid of uh, illuminations at uh, Epcot the the nighttime show? Well, it hurts my feelings a little bit, but I'm not really surprised. Yeah, it's been going on for like 15 years, but that's the other thing that my wife likes at Disney. Is as long as Tower of Terror can survive, I will be okay. Oh, they're changing it at Disneyland though, right? Isn't it a Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy? Yeah, they changed it to Guardians of yeah. the Galaxy at Disneyland. Ah. Yeah, I guess I can't complain about that one because, I mean, it was Twilight Zone before, so it's not like an original thing becoming a not original thing, but... Right. Still, I feel like like my favorite rides, my favorite anything at Disney World is like the stuff that has nothing to do with the movies. It's the it's the original stuff, and it's sort of on the way out. Have you played the uh, the new Disney game? The one, the one that's supposed to be like Adventures of the Magic Kingdom? They keep showing ads for it. It's basically your Mickey Mouse and you build all these things in Disney World and and such. Disney Magic Kingdoms. Build your own Magic Park. The app. Oh, it's it's an app. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Disney Magic Kingdoms. But they keep showing ads on my computer because, um, I guess my computer can play apps. This is the, somehow the first time I'm hearing about this. I played it for like three minutes, and 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 it wanted me to register, and I'm like, oh, forget that. <laughs> Decorate the park your way, build 100 plus Disney park attractions. This is a, a huge failing of someone's advertising algorithms. That this is. I was about to say this looks really really cool. Yeah. How come I've never heard of this ever? Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I guess something could happen. <laughs> As a result of all this Disney talk. Oh man. <laughs> I can't wait. My next trip is planned for January 2020. I'm going with my family in December, which is, um, but like early December before school is out, so it shouldn't be too crowded, but I'm going to be able to see all of the holiday stuff at Epcot, which makes me really, really excited. Yeah, we we usually, uh, or the last time I should say, we went in like uh, mid to late January. I was there for uh, the Run Disney stuff. And they like they still had a lot of the Christmas decorations up. I I had never seen that before. That was that was really cool. Even though it was starting to look a little bedraggled by January twenty yeah. third, <laughs> but it was still cool. Oh man. Okay. Now I just want to start planning my Disney trip. So, okay. <laughs> I think that about does it for this month's episode. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was an honor to be here. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for uh, being here. It was a lot of fun. Michael never lets me talk about Disney, and I never let him talk about Nancy Drew. So, you know, it worked out great for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen. Michael is at Argelfumpf, and Victoria is at V. Budkey, right? Yep. V-B-U-D-K-E-Y. That's right. Uh, You can check out our games on Steam or itch.io. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Um, Our latest game, which we've been talking about uh, a little bit on this episode, was the the Francie Drew and Friends Collection, which is out now on Steam. So please, everyone, check that out if you haven't already. Um, Victoria, was there anything else you wanted to plug while we're here? Um, If you want to follow me on... Twitch, please feel free to do that. Um, I will be streaming Pizza Boy when it comes out, among all of the other OA Rock things I have not yet played, such as Awkward Steve and 
stuff like that. So uh, that was just, um, again, twitch.tv slash vbudkey. You are in for something else if you haven't played Awkward Steve yet. <laughs> I almost want to apologize in advance because no, it'll it's be a very fine. strange it's game. It's going to be great. Mike, Michael's fans did not did not like that game. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it went over well with the with the Nancy Drew Clue crew. <laughs> ah, but we'll find out. Um, and finally, uh, if everyone listening, if you have any questions about game development or our game specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at orock.com. Michael, do you have anything else you'd like to add? All right, then. (laughs) Then (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks thanks again for joining us, Victoria, and we'll uh, see you all again next month. Bye. I wonder where Michael went. Where did he go? I don't... There you are. Whatever. Anyway, I was talking over you for the whole time. I'm, I complained that you uh, would spell out her name and not Argleflumpf, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're such a jerk. You're not even li- acknowledging <laughs> the you, fact you, I said that. just so easy. <laughs> I specifically did that to annoy you, too. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad it worked. And I complained, and I talked about where uh, the Harry, po- I mean, not Harry Potter, where um, where this new Star Wars land is opening. Oh, now I want to talk about Harry Potter land, though. I haven't been there. Mary just I've wants, never been either, Mary wants to go there. You haven't been there? Oh, are you, are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm not. I've attempted to get into the books a few times, and I just, they don't hold my attention. Oh. So I'm like one of the few people that I just haven't ever really gotten into the series. This is the first time you've disappointed me. Oh. Gosh, I thought I had a couple of like actual business things to talk to you about, but now I'm forgetting. Um oh. I can leave if you need to talk about secret things. Um no, we have no secrets. It's fine. You can stay. I mean, you you also don't have to hang around to hang around to listen to business talk. Well, I like I yeah. like not spoiling things for myself. So yeah. if this is a good time for me to duck out, I can do that. That probably would then, yeah. Okay, thanks guys for having me on again. Thank you so much for being here. It was a lot of fun. No problem. I'll talk no, to you guys no. soon. Have a good yeah. night. Bye. Bye. Now we can talk about secrets. <laughs>